Welcome to the New Life Digging Deeper podcast, where we take Sunday sermons a step further, giving you the opportunity to gain greater understanding and ultimately grow your relationship with Jesus. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on the Digging Deeper podcast. I am Brian Wilmarth. I'm the senior pastor here at New Life Church. Uh, It is good to be with you. So today, um, I am without my typical co-host, Cody Gesser. He uh, he is our worship pastor, and he is on vacation this week. So uh, today, I'm flying solo. And so this will be a little bit of a different podcast for us. Normally, we have a bit of a dialogue where we're asking some questions and going back and forth and exploring the sermon in that particular fashion. Well, today, um, since I'm, I'm alone here, I'm going to share with you some of my interactions, both with the sermon and the text itself, but then also some of the background from which all of this came. So I hope this is a a helpful conversation for you today. And uh, again, so glad that you can join me uh, join me today. So this last Sunday, we, we've we been in this series um, on the Sabbath, and uh, this last Sunday, we explored the text from uh, Exodus 16, where we're looking at how God provided manna for the Israelites after they left Egypt. And I love this story. I mean, it's one we're, we're probably pretty familiar with, even if we didn't really grow up in church much. Um it's one of those stories you just you kind of know about from from culture and all that kind of stuff. So uh, this is a familiar story, but what strikes me about it is just how unique and miraculous it is. So even as you listen to this sermon or read this text, maybe just like remind yourself to step back and and catch the freshness of all of this. So um, like yeah, what God does here is so incredible. These people, they, they've been rescued in a miraculous kind of way. And unfortunately, they, they start grumbling and, and they come to God's like, or they come to Moses complaining like, we don't have, we don't have food. We don't have anything to eat. Why, why are we out here? Is it, wouldn't it have been better if we had just stayed back in Egypt? And they grumble after this miraculous thing that God does. Well, not to outdo himself, but he continues with that same sort of posture and he provides for them with this bread from heaven, and they get to collect it every day. It's not just like this one-time thing, hey, let me just get you through. Like, no, God is consistently providing, and uh, he charges them to go out and collect what they need and to trust him in the process. So again, as we've been kind of looking uh, each week at the sermons, we, we come back to this concept of the big idea. What's the one thing that the sermon is all about? And for this week, it's this, that the Sabbath is an act of trust that God will solely provide. Sabbath is an act of trust that God will solely provide. He is the one who provides. It's only from him. He's the source of life. He gives us all good things, and he wants us to see that. He wants to show us that uh, consistently. And, And Sabbath becomes infused or connected, one, to this story, but then also to this act of trust that he's going to provide. And uh, we see that in the story. The people, they go out each day and collect what they need for that day. They're not to collect anymore. They only get what they need, and they have enough. God consistently provides them with enough, except when it comes to the Sabbath. There, the day before the Sabbath, they're to go out and collect double portion, two days worth of food. And here, instead of the, the leftovers rotting and, and, and you know, going stale and, and decomposing and, and not being edible any longer, the Sabbath day, the food keeps overnight and it's there, fresh and, and ready for them to eat on that day so that they can observe a day of rest. 
and this honors the Lord. And so he provides that, and, you know, he's providing this miraculous food every day, but then in the Sabbath, he breaks his own pattern and shows that he, he can come through for these people. And so Sabbath in this story becomes infused with trust. And so he's the one who's providing, he's doing it um, in, in incredible kinds of ways, and he wants the people to learn to trust him, to come to him over and over again. Um, and so that's the beauty of this story, and that's the, one of the reasons why I like it so much. Um, but as I, as I was thinking about this message, thinking about this text, um, this runs up against probably an idea that uh, many of us have, but I'll say certainly I do. And it's sometimes that we don't really believe. When it really comes down to it, we don't really believe that Sabbath is going to work out for us. Or, or it's not the thing that um, really we can rely on to provide what we need. And uh, as I thought about that, like this is something that's true for me. So kind of I want to share with you uh, where I got this idea or, or where it where it came from. Uh, and it really comes just from patterns in my own life. So, um, you know, you've probably heard me say this, that I, I've kind of got this achiever sort of mindset. I've talked about that a number of times. And and so if you've been at the church and you've listened to me long enough, you're like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm getting it. Thanks, Brian. You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but but for me, that that is intimately tied with Sabbath. So growing up, uh, my family, we, we went to church and it was a regular pattern. There'd be some times that we would miss, but it, I would say it was a value for us. Um, but I would also say that Sabbath um, wasn't a concept that really permeated our household or my thinking, at least I can say that. Um, we would go to church on Sunday because that's what we were supposed to do. And we would honor that. But I wouldn't say that Sunday was a Sabbath day as much. Um, you know, we were involved in sports and, and again, I appreciate and value all of those experiences and, and wouldn't necessarily trade it in for anything, but I also wasn't being trained in the idea of Sabbath deeply. I wasn't understanding the fullness of what Sabbath could be. So Sundays to me were a day where we would go to church, but we might also have a soccer tournament or something like that. Now, again, I, I appreciated my parents. They, they tried to pay attention to that and mitigate that to a degree, um, and, you know, we were trying to honor our, our church presence and commitment that way. But Sabbath wasn't a, there's a, a true resting and a true spending time with the Lord and a true refilling, at least in my own mind. So fast forward, as I grow up and, and get older, um, I was the kind of person um, who I, I did fairly well in school um, and I was in athletics and, and uh, being a firstborn, you know, very just have that firstborn tendency. And uh, so I was very attuned to how I would present myself and how I could, you know, improve my um a perception, people's perception of me, and build up almost my resume, if you will. And that was true all the way through school as I was younger. Um, you know, just I, I would be successful. And so I thought my, my worth, my um, value came from how well I performed, how well I did things. And so if you take that and put that next to a Sabbath, you can imagine now a bit of the tension that that would be for me because I was believing or operating under the idea that the more I did, the better I did, the more worth or value that I would have. And so the idea of taking a day off really just rubbed up against me. Like I, I would not, um, 
I would not be able to like really compute that deep down in, in the core of my being. Like that just didn't make sense. And I think that's true for, for many of us. We're, we're fed in our culture, in the American mindset that like we need to do more and have more. And, and we talked about that, especially that first week of the series. Um, th- this, is an, this is a mindset that exists in our culture. I mean, it comes from this bigger picture, like we're, we're influenced by capitalism and, and economics. Like that That has become so infused with everyday life. It's not just like money and business. Like we treat our lives, people as almost commodities. Like our, we're, we're operating under this like production mindset. How efficient can I be? Or how, how much can I make out of myself? And we, we, we operate with this sort of idea that the more I do, the more I'm able to produce, the more I'm able to achieve, the more valuable I am. And I think that is just permeating our culture. And it certainly permeates me. Um, I look back on my history just in my life and um, I just see the fingerprints of that idea all throughout. So for me, um, doing more achieving more meant that's where I found my worth and value. So in growing up in, in, in a, a, you know, a very active sort of, um, life and, and family, we, you know, we were doing a lot. And so I just, I, I believe that the more I did, the, the more worth I had. And so Sabbath runs counter to that. And so sure, I'd go to church or sure, I might not do homework on one day or the other or whatever, just to preserve that. But, um, I, I wasn't operating with a Sabbath kind of mindset. So when I became a believer, uh, again, I, I went to church for, for uh, most of my life, but really came to follow Jesus when I was in junior high and uh, made that a commitment. Well, and as I learned and I grew, eventually I came across uh, a more deep version of, of Sabbath. And so here, um, for me, as I was thinking about Sabbath and trying to understand, I'm like, oh, okay, so I should take it a, take a day off here and, and honor the Lord and do that kind of thing. I was still running it through this idea that the more I did, the more worth I had. So even here, Sabbath became an achievement-oriented thing. For me, it was like, I have to do this checkbox or, or I've got to do Sabbath well, or, or I'm like, I'm going to do a Bible study. I'm going to go to youth group. And suddenly I, Sabbath became a doing kind of thing as a way to demonstrate or earn my worth or my value. But I was still believing fundamentally that Sabbath wouldn't really work out for me. If I really just completely took the day and, and ceased and all that kind of stuff, I began filling it with good things and things oriented to the Lord, but weren't I wasn't operating in a Sabbath kind of mindset. And so like Sabbath was not something that I probably really learned the meaning of until I had reached that kind of critical moment of, oh shoot, I, I can't run like this anymore. This is not the way that I can structure my life. And that came in college. And I've, I've hinted at this before and shared a bit. Like I, I hit a period of probably burnout and and where I just really struggled and just had, and really I was doing too much. I was overcommitted and I was trying to do all of these things so well that I just, I was overextended and I couldn't actually sustain it. And I, I'm grateful that I had people in my life to speak into this and and call attention to it. And and helped me to see that, yeah, I'm 
I'm running too hard here. And and I didn't all have all the language at that time, but I knew that something wasn't right. And they helped put some pieces in place. Well, this is when Sabbath really started to become more real for me. Now, I would say that I wasn't really practicing it all that well. It was still in this old mindset that like I got to do more and, and Sabbath even became an achievement kind of thing for me. Um, it, it wasn't until that I, I began to unlearn this achievement mindset, this production mindset, this doing more um, equals my worth. When I began to unlearn that slowly and over the course of years, that I began to step into the goodness that Sabbath really is. So I'm grateful to say that I have come a long way. I still have a long way to go. But even now, I see the fruit that Sabbath has borne for me. It, it, it has helped me to um, really step into, you know what? No, I am going to release. I'm not going to do. I'm not going to try to achieve. I'm going to let go. And so I share some of my story and as it pertains to Sabbath, and I hope maybe there's some echoes for you or, or some connections for you that you can like, yeah, okay, I see, I see how Sabbath uh, can help us unlearn. Because what, what was happening for me? when I really, truly began to practice Sabbath and, and do the good things that I had been doing, but in a different posture and just have more of a, of, of a rested and released sort of thing. Like, I'm not trying to do anything here. I'm just doing with you. I'm being in your presence, Lord. Instead of like, I got to read the Bible and I've got to do family devotions and I got to, and I've got to, and I've got to. And that, that just was a bit too much for me to operate with. And I needed to, to operate in a different kind of mindset of just, I'm being with you, Lord, whatever that looks like. And allow Sabbath to truly be a ceasing, not only from the doings, the things that I was regularly doing in life, but to actually cease from my striving in this idea. Like I've got to do more so that, I'm, so that I am more. I already am. And that's some of the good news I had to hear later on. Like my identity is in Jesus. It's not in what I do. And Sabbath is a way to live in that. So over the years, like Sabbath has actually become so important to me. Um, It's one of those practices that I put up there for me with Bible reading, with prayer. Like, um, I don't know if you have a kind of a hierarchy of these spiritual disciplines or practices. To me, this is one of the top tier ones for my spiritual health. Maybe it's not quite as high for you, but but for me, it has become one of those that is so important. Because when I don't practice it, like I feel that that wrestling with this deep down core um, core lie that that snuck into my life. That the more I do, the more I achieve, the more uh, I am, especially in other people's eyes. And you know, being a pastor, ministry is not a nine to five job. It it can certainly permeate so much of life and and almost be twenty four seven at times. And so Sabbath, that practice becomes so much more important. And for me, as a person who, who strives to achieve, learning to, to not do, to release and to cease is one of those things that helps me to get into the goodness that God wants to have for me. Because tying this all back together, back to our big idea, it's an act of trust. I'm not trusting in my own strength and my ability to achieve and to earn and to, to produce the, the good things in, in my own life. I'm, I'm unlearning all that. I'm not trusting in that, but rather I'm trusting in the Lord and what he says. And what he says is, I don't have to do more. He's already done it. 
I am enough in him because that's the way he's created me. He is pleased with me. These are the kinds of things that I need to hear personally. And Sabbath is a time, is a set-apart rhythm that forces me into that. Again, I can do it back the way that I used to and, and checkbox and do all these good things that on the outside, everybody's like, oh, yeah, you're practicing Sabbath. But the way that we do it matters just as much. And for me, that was absolutely true. I was doing all the right things, quote unquote, put your air quotes up there. And I was doing all the right things, but I wasn't doing it in the right way. And so what's my motivation? What's going on and driving me to do these things? I needed to unlearn at that level. And that is where trust, where faith, what our whole, our whole Christian experience and, and this whole religion is all built on is, is faith. It's trust in Jesus. And that's, that's for me, the work that Sabbath has been doing. Um, and so come back to, to all this again is, is trust. That's what he was teaching the Israelites. That's what I think he's teaching us. And that happens in Sabbath. He's going to provide. He's going to provide for me the messaging that I am enough. I don't have to do more. I am enough in him. He has, he has um, saved me and he is sanctifying me. He is, he is bringing me into completion by his work and, and his doing, not mine. There's nothing I can do to earn anything. I can do to participate and I can step into what God is doing in, inside of me, but my doing is just a, a reflection, like the moon um, from the sun. My doing is just a reflection of the work that he's doing. Um, and so Sabbath for me is an act of trust. And I hope for you, it's an act of trust too. Um, again, I wonder if sometimes we're, we're believing this lie that we've got to do more stuff We've got to put our kids in sports and, and I've got to you know, spend more time on work if I want to get that promotion. I got to, I got to do more than the next person. Um, or there's just there's so much that I have to do. We're so busy. We're, we've got all these things uh, and I just got to keep doing. Um, what strikes me is so often we're, we're believing lies or we're believing things that we, we think will give us really good things in the end, but they're going to fall short. And it's only the Lord that will come through for us. He's the source of life. He's the source of all good things. And um, it's only in him that, that we can find our, our fullness of being. And so Sabbath, as a practice, pushes us into that. And so I, I hope that hearing this message um, is challenging for you. It's a challenging message. Like we're called to trust God alone and not anything else. And and that can be really, really hard to hear. But I think it was challenging for the Israelites. I mean, it was a, a beautiful, incredible thing for them to wake up one morning that first time and what is this on the ground? There's food and we can eat it. And wow, we can collect some and, and it's enough for us. And over the, the period of days and weeks, initially, like they're learning, oh, God is going to come through and he's providing and he provides them for years that learning that pattern, learning that, that rhythm and being in that reality, like that was shaping for them. They were learning to trust. And so are we learning to trust too? Um, as I just reflect back on this, this message, this text, um, I'm just, I'm struck by how much it probably pushed them outside of their comfort zone. Cause again, they were slaves. Like they only had known what it was like to live in Egypt which was terrible. They had food. They, they, they had access to the food that they needed, but they were also oppressed and, and put down by um, 
taskmasters. God sets them free, and that freedom is new and, and different and probably a little weird. And that freedom is not to just be do whatever they want, but now their freedom is to move towards the one who has set them free, the one who has created them, and is to trust in him that he will provide what they need. So um, I'll just, I, I throw this to you. Like, what, what does that look like for you? Um, as you hear my story, as you kind of reflect on uh, the Sabbath itself, I'm just curious, like, what stirs in your heart and your mind? And as you reflect on your life, like, where can Sabbath be something that, that challenges you, uh, that helps you unlearn some of these things that maybe just don't belong there? And how can it help you step into something better? And I hope that's that's what's happening with the series, and that's what happened with this this particular sermon. Um, is 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 this something that's challenging you to to you know reflect and and dig deeper to what's going on? You know, because one of the questions that I that we had thrown out there was what what makes you uneasy if it's not being done. And that's that kind of question for me back then. It's like, oh, I, I need to be doing my homework and, and I need to be doing Bible study kinds of things and I need to be practicing for, for whatever sport I'm in and, and, and we need to have more of that. And just for me, that, those kinds of things were all, were all surfacing and I was beginning to unlearn trusting in those things to bring me the good life, the full life that I was longing for and learning to trust God for that life for the goodness that he has. Um, that, that's been my experience, and I'm still learning it. Uh, again, as a pastor, ministry can be a uh, uh, 24-7 kind of thing, and, and sometimes you know, things just come up that you gotta, you got to do and deal with, and, and that's true for ministry. That's probably true for you um, in one version or another, and that's okay. Like Sabbath is not a law that, oh, if you break it, then shoot. Like, I mean, it's in the law, but the heart of it is not a, a rule to be kept. That's what we talked about week two. Sabbath is something that is meant to serve us, to come through for us in the goodness. And so that's why we should keep it, and sh- it should keep it rigorously and, and fervently, but not as a, a way to earn. And if we, we fail, then we've, we've messed up the whole thing. Uh, that's not God's heart in it. That's not the purpose of it. The purpose of it is to bring us life, and that is what God wants for us. And so, you know, what is it that makes you uneasy? How can you unlearn whatever it is that that represents for you? What's, uh, what's the unlearning that, that can take place? Maybe you're believing some of those same lies that I did. I don't know what that looks like for you, but I encourage you just to take some of the time to reflect on that. And, and to see how God um, is pushing you to trust him. Because, you know, maybe you've got some of these deep-seated things like I did. I needed to learn to trust him for my worth and for my value. And that's the good work that Sabbath is, is and was and has been doing for me. And I know it will continue to do in the future. So I just, I, I throw that to you. What, what, is, what is the good that Sabbath can do for you? I, I hope these messages have been pushing into that and, and helping you see and diagnose kind of what's going on there for you. Um, but I know you're probably wondering too, like, how do I, how do, I do that and, and how do I step into that? Again, taking time on the Sabbath day to reflect and pay attention. Where, where are my emotions? What's, what's causing me like, uh, you know, anxiety or, or tension? What am I feeling like I want to go do? Or 
what do I suddenly find myself doing? Like, oh shoot, I'm watching, you know, this movie again or whatever. And then watching movies aren't bad. Don't hear me say that. But like, just what, what do you kind of catch yourself doing um, when you're not really thinking about it? Start thinking about it, you know, and, and see, see what comes, see what comes to mind or what you notice and allow that to be an opportunity for God to begin to work there and, and speak there gospel good news about who you are in him and how he has saved us and how Sabbath can be a way that we live into that, that we can trust and rest in him. I don't know what that looks like for you. I don't, I don't know what kinds of things might be there, but I wonder if you, you might feel some resonance with some of this stuff. So um, maybe the last thing I'll leave you with um, is as you're thinking about Sabbath, push into the unease of it. Begin to prepare and plan. That's one thing we highlighted you know, from this text. They had to go out. They had to prepare before the Sabbath day by collecting double portion and, and get ready for the day that they're not going to do that. There's a preparation piece that comes with that. So maybe for you, it's like to practice Sabbath. It's like I need to get all my household chores done in the day before. And so if Sabbath for you is Sunday, it's like sun- Saturday, I'm just going to make sure I carve out a little extra time, make sure I get all the dishes done, get the laundry put away, um, mop the floors, whatever that might be. Or maybe for you, it's work. It's true, like your vocation, your, your nine to five kind of job. As you're getting to Friday, it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to make sure that I'm, I'm a little more diligent on Friday afternoon to get some of these things wrapped up so that over the weekend I can let it go. And you might even feel that tension of like, ah, oh, I'm going to check my email just to make sure that thing, or oh, I forgot to do this. Like, nope, you know what? It'll be there Monday. It's okay. Can I release it? And that's, that's kind of that posture that we're wanting to push into. Because um, I think some of the good work that happens with that is we realize true priorities of things. We realize what's actually important. And some of these things that we feel in the moment are, are so like calling for our attention, maybe aren't as important as they seem. That's actually something my wife and I were talking about a little bit. Um, when we practice Sabbath and we kind of get some distance on these things that we often give ourselves to, we realize that they maybe aren't as important or significant as we thought. And the, that's what the practice of Sabbath can do. It can help us reorient our priorities, reorient our, our, the things that are important, and helps us to operate in a better kind of way. So what are the kinds of things that you can just notice, that you can plan for and prepare, and move to release when it comes to your Sabbath? These are just some reflections that I've had that, you know, maybe didn't quite make it into the sermon, but hopefully give you a better picture of where I'm coming from, what this is all about. Um, if you listen to this today and, and, you know, it's a little bit different kind of style what, than what we normally do. I hope, I hope it was helpful and uh, thanks for sticking me with me through it. Um, we welcome your feedback and, and we welcome just to hear how you're engaging with all of that. So if you want to send us a, a reply um, via email, that we'd love that. Send us to send uh, an email to us at contact at newlifeonline.org. And we'd love to hear from you. How how has Sabbath uh, been helpful for you? What what kinds of things are you wrestling with? What kind of questions are you exploring? Um, hopefully today, just hearing some of my story and hearing some of where I'm coming from as it pertains to this message. Uh, hopefully it was helpful to you. We just love to hear that. Um, but regardless, we pray that this podcast and these messages are, are doing a good work 
and that comes from the Lord. So um, thank you for listening today. Thank you for, for listening each and every week if you do that. And uh, we do hope that this has been a blessing to you. So um, we're grateful. We're grateful to do this Christian life with you. And uh, we appreciate all of uh, all your support and, and your presence with us, even digitally. So thanks, everybody. We hope you have a great week.